This is Town Square Sunday On Demand. And now, 1420 WBSM's Jim Phillips. Good morning and welcome to Town Square Sunday. This public affairs program heard every Sunday morning at 6 and 11. I'm your host, Jim Phillips. This is Black History Month. New Bedford has a rich history of black culture and history here uh, to talk uh, with us uh, about all of this and give us an update on a project that she is very close to, the Abolition Row Park at 7th and Spring Street is Lee Blake. Lee is the president of the New Bedford Historical Society. Uh, Welcome back, Lee. Good morning. Thanks for inviting me to chat a little bit about one of my favorite projects. And uh, this one is, as we we said, very close to you. It's something uh, I'm not sure we can call you uh, the originator of the idea, but I bet you were close to the originator. I I was close to a a number of people at the New Bedford Historical Society Uh looking at really a vacant lot across the street from the Nathan and Polly Johnson house and and wondering what we could really take that lot and do with it. And all of us need more green space and the idea of having... A uh, celebration of the abolitionist movement here in New Bedford, which you know drew a lot of famous uh, African American abolitionists and their allies to the city. So we came up with this idea of Abolition Row Park, and the city has since moved on that idea, and now we're going to have the Abolition Row Historic District. It'll be a whole district about six blocks long, with a number of the homes of abolitionists who were active in the movement at the time, which are, you know, in wonderful shape. It's a great, another great walking tour that illustrates the importance of New Bedford's history. And you don't have to walk too far. They're all right there in that particular neighborhood. That's right. They're They're all right there. They're all right there. Um, The National Park helped us putting together a study called Behind the Mansion. So there's brochures, photographs, pictures of the individuals. So it's a a fun two-hour afternoon walk. There has been uh, a lot of uh, planning that goes around uh, the park and also uh, around a statue of Frederick Douglass. For those, I can't imagine there are many people who don't know this, but Frederick Douglass, after escaping... Uh, and uh, after escaping slavery, he made his way to New Bedford and uh, lived in New Bedford for a time. In fact, he lived at the Mason and Polly Johnson House where the New Bedford Historical Society is headquartered. Uh, As part of the park, the Abolition Row Park, there is a statue that is planned uh, to be put uh, on the park uh, grounds of Frederick Douglass. How is that coming along? Well, the statue is done. So the, we actually pulled together a group of people to talk about what a statue of Douglas should look like in New Bedford. And the general opinion was that it should be of a young man. Frederick Douglass was 20 years old when he came to New Bedford with his bride, Anna Douglas. So this statue will be uh, unlike any of his other statues. You know, his statues are all across the country are all of older 
men, uh, oratorial, tall. This is going to be a man in his 20s in workman's clothes sitting on a coil of rope that you would have found on a dock, and he looks like a workman. So that is what will be coming, and the only reason it's not here is because it's winter, but it'll be here in the spring. Who is the ar- architect, the artist? The, the artist is an uh, individual from Philadelphia, and his name just happens to be Richard Blake, mm. and no relation. No relation, yeah. We did, a, uh, we did a call for art, so we sent out a national call around the country for um, artists who were interested in commissioning, and uh, Richard won. And essentially, we brought in the four top artists to meet with the community and to show their ideas. And Richard is the person who shown the most excitement. We were the most excited about his work. He has done other Douglas statues, and he's also done other statues of black historic figures around the country. So the fundraising for this project is continuing. Uh, fundraising is continuing um, as we, you know, we added the park, so we've been raising money. Um, the New Bedford Parks Department and the City of New Bedford are partners with us, and uh, we have been getting different kinds of, you know, level of donations from individuals, from nonprofit organizations, from the Mass Office of Tourism. Um, state, federal, and even some, uh, I would say, national money from mayors' groups across the country. <laughs> so we, we are doing well. The statue is just about paid for. And um, most recently at Abolition Row Park, where they're still working because it hasn't gotten that cold, um, we planted the cherry trees at the end of November, which will bloom in April. So we're starting to get all of those things ready for a, I'd say, you know, mid-May, late-May opening of the park. Well, that was my next question. Uh, I read an article where we were looking uh, at July or August for as a completion date for the park. Now you're saying uh, probably springtime. Right. And, and a lot of that has to do with the weather. Yeah. Because we thought, boy, by, by mid-December, there wouldn't be any more opportunities for construction. But they are still working, and I'm, I'm sure this will be it. We're looking at 10 degrees yeah. on Friday. Yeah, Friday. And uh, and once the ground Saturday. freezes up, then we can't do anything. Sure. But until then, we can do things. So when will the Douglas statue itself be unveiled? We, we can't come up with a date until we know what's happening with the park. Sure. But it'll, it, I'm, I'm saying it's going to be May. Well, that would be great. That would be yep. a wonderful start to yep. the tourism season in New Bedford and uh, um, all of that. Now, the, the historic district, the Abolition Row Historic District, um, will there be people, uh, you know, tour guides, if you will, to walk people uh, through the thing, or will you, will people just 
take a pamphlet and, and do the walk that way? Well, I think, first of all, there'll, there'll be a brochure. There's, there's a brochure now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, all these things take training. And, you know, we've been the uh, historical city, the historical society, and the city have been very lucky because we have the park rangers who pick up things. We have the um, New Bedford Preservation Society, which will do some walking tours. So I'm sure there'll be some kind of evening walking tours in the summer, but in general, it'll be uh, available for people to just pick up a brochure and walk the streets. And the walking area is from Spring Street, where the Friends Meeting House is, all the way to the Roach Jones Duff House. So it's almost like a, you know, a pathway right to the RJD. Sure. While you're listening to uh, Town Square Sunday this morning, I'm Jim Phillips. My guest is Lee Blake, president of the New Bedford Historical Society and a moving force behind the Abolition Road Park and historic district that will be in place later this year. Uh, Lee, while you are at the forefront, there are many others involved as well. Um, uh, Take a minute or so to talk about some of the key players. Well, we have... Catherine Grover, who was one of the historians who did a lot of the research on the area. Certainly we have Carl Cruz, who's, who's been collecting kind of the memorabilia of black history for months and years. Mm-hmm. We have wonderful resources at our public library where individuals saved brochures, newspapers, etc., for over the last 100 years. So all those things we're able to use to tell the story about this uh, particular neighborhood. Also, we have the National Park Association. Mm-hmm. We have the uh, New Bedford Whaling Park. And the Parks Department has just been wonderful taking over kind of the day-to-day uh, construction management of the site. So there are lots of players. And uh, we're also really happy that the Office of Tourism and Travel has put some money into working in the region. Our park is one of them. But, you know, Riverside Park in New Bedford, other places are starting to get some money from the state to encourage tourism. So that is always, that's helpful, and for us, it's been very helpful. As we mentioned, Black History Month, February, um, and there's a lot of activity in New Bedford each and every year, including uh, this year, of course, at the Whaling National Historic Park. There are some other uh, events going on as well, right? There are. It's it's a a really amazing. uh, People are putting together different series, the um, the New Bedford Public Library is doing a Black History Art Conference for, I shouldn't say conference, contest for young people. <laughs> they have writers coming in to talk about uh, some of the books published recently. We also have the YWCA. I'm working with the YWCA on a Women's History Project, and we're going to do a talk on black women in New Bedford and the history. The let's see. We also have the author Don Blake Souza 
And Don Blake Souza has written a family history on her Cape Verdean and African-American family. She'll be reading from that at the end of February. The, as you mentioned, the National Park has an event almost every single week, starting with the film Harriet on Saturday. So there are lots of things. Um, people really are turning out and making sure that the, the celebration and appreciation of African-American history is strong in the region and strong certainly in New Bedford. So it is, you know, it's a great opportunity for people to take their kids to movies that are focusing on black history and to celebrate and document what's been going on for all of us. You and UMass Dartmouth professor of history, uh, Timothy Dale Walker, uh, shared some history last year when you combined on a program and exhibit at the Whaling Museum, which highlighted the use of waterways to transport uh, escaped slaves to ports like New York and New Bedford onto freedom. In fact, we had Professor Walker on this program, I believe, last May. Uh, it was a fascinating discussion, and I'm sure a wonderful program at the Whaling Museum. Do you expect to do any more with him uh, in the future? Well, Tim and I have worked together for about 14 years putting on professional development workshops for teachers around the country. So for this, the Sailing to Freedom exhibit that you talked about, Mm -hmm. that actually is going to be traveling. The exhibit itself is going to the Portsmouth Museum in Virginia. It's going to the Harriet Tubman Museum in Maryland. And it's also going to the Martha's Vineyard Museum in Martha's Vineyard, of course. Um, But people are starting to look at the whole idea of the Underground Railroad, and the maritime uh, extensions as an important way that, another important way that people moved from oppression to freedom. So that is going on. And actually, the conference that we did in September and the exhibit will be online on the Historical Society's website by the end of, I think, the, the month of February. So people who did not get to visit it can now go online and see the virtual exhibit and all the lectures. We had uh, six different panels of historians from around the country. They'll all be talking about their experience and, and their research on the Underground Railroad and the waterways. When you were last here with us, we talked about curriculum in New Bedford public schools, focusing on New Bedford's role in the Underground Railroad. Is that still happening? Is it expanding? Well, I think one of the things that kind of took everybody by surprise and knocked everybody off their game is, you know, with COVID, we haven't been able to go into the schools, and the schools haven't been able to send their groups of students out into the field. But I think this spring that will change. So that's an opportunity for teachers. Um, I'm working with uh, someone at the Parker School right now, giving the kids brochures so that in the spring they're ready to do the walking tour of Abolition Row. So I think people are going to be able to get out 
students are going to be able to get out and experience the, the black history that is all around them. My guest has been Lee Blake, who's president of the New Bedford Historical Society. She's been spreading the word about black history, uh, not only in February, but for many years in the city of New Bedford. Congratulations on the park. I'll give you that congratulations in advance. I hope to be there uh, and join you with uh, when it opens. You'll certainly get an invitation to come and take pictures and mingle around with all the folks who are there to open up the park. A, A new celebrated chapter of New Bedford's black history. Absolutely. Thank you, Lee, for your time, and uh, we will see you uh, in the very near future, I'm sure. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Stay with us. Town Square Sunday will continue in just a moment.